Chapter Thirteen of Isaac Bickerstaff. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Isaac Bickerstaff, physician and astrologer, by Richard Steele. Chapter Thirteen, Dead Folk. From my own apartment, November seventeenth. It has caused me very much care and thought to marshal and fix the people under their proper denominations and to range them according to their respective characters these my endeavours have been received with unexpected success in one kind but neglected in another for though i have many readers i have but few converts this must certainly proceed from a false opinion that what i write is designed rather to amuse and entertain than convince and instruct i entered upon my essays with a declaration that i should consider mankind in quite another manner than they had hitherto been presented to the ordinary world and asserted that none but a useful life should be with me any life at all but lest this doctrine should have made the small progress towards the conviction of mankind because it may appear to the unlearned light and whimsical i must take leave to unfold the wisdom and antiquity of my first proposition in these my essays to wit that every worthless man is a dead man this notion is as old as pythagoras in whose school it was a point of discipline that if among the acousticoi a footnote angelicized version of the author's original greek text and a footnote or probationers there were any who grew weary of studying to be useful and returned to an idle life the rest were to regard them as dead and upon their departing to perform their obsequies and raise them tombs with inscriptions to warn others of the like mortality and quicken them to the resolutions of refining their souls above that wretched state it is upon a like supposition that young ladies at this very time in roman catholic countries are perceived into some nunneries with their coffins and with the prompt of a formal funeral to signify that henceforth they are to be of no further use and consequently dead nor was pythagoras himself the first author of this symbol with whom and with the hebrews it was generally received much more might be offered in illustration of this doctrine from sacred authority which i recommend to my readers own reflection who will easily recollect from places which i do not think fit to quote here the forcible manner of applying the words dead and living to men as they are good or bad i have therefore composed the following scheme of existence for the benefit both of the living and the dead though chiefly for the latter whom i must desire to read it with all possible attention in the number of the dead i comprehend all persons of what title or dignity soever who bestow most of their time in eating and drinking to support that imaginary existence of their which they call life or in dressing and adorning these shadows and apparitions 
which are looked upon by the vulgar as real men and women in short whoever resides in the world without having any business in it and passes away with an age without ever thinking on the errand for which he was sent hither is to me a dead man to all intents and purposes and i desire that he may be so reputed the living are only those that are some way or other laudably employed to the improvement of their own minds or for the advantage of others and even among these i shall reckon only into their lives that part of their time which has been spent in the man above mentioned by these means i am afraid we shall find the longest lives not to consist of many mouths and the greatest part of the earth to be quite unpeopled according to this system we may observe that some men are born at twenty years of age some at thirty some at threescore and some not above an hour before they die nay we may observe multitudes that die without ever being born as well as many dead persons that fill up the bulk of mankind and make a better figure in the eyes of the ignorant with whose who are alive in their proper and full state of health however since there may be many good subjects that pay their taxes and live peaceably in their habitations who are not yet born or have departed this life several years since my design is to encourage both to join themselves as soon as possible to the number of the living for as i invite the former to break forth into being and become good for something so i allow the latter a state of resuscitation which i chiefly mention for the sake of a person who has lately published an advertisement with several scurrilous terms in it that do by no means become a dead man to give it is my departed friend john patridge who concludes the advertisement of his next year's almanac with the following note whereas it has been industriously given out by bickerstaff esquire and others to prevent the sale of this year's almanac that john patridge is dead this may inform all his loving countrymen that he is still living in health and they are knaves that reported it otherwise john patridge from my own apartment november twenty fifth i have taken great pains to inspire notions of honour and virtue into the people of this kingdom and used all gentle methods imaginable to bring those who are dead in idleness folly and pleasure into life by applying themselves to learning wisdom and industry but since fair means are ineffectual i must proceed to extremities and shall give my good friends the company of upholders full power to bury all such dead as they meet with who are within my former descriptions of deceased persons in the meantime the following remonstrance of that corporation i take to be very just worthy sir upon reading your tatler of saturday last 
by which we received the agreeable news of so many deaths we immediately ordered in a considerable quantity of blacks and our servants have wrought night and day ever since to furnish out the necessaries for these deceased but so it is sir that of this vast number of dead bodies that go putrefying up and down the streets not one of them has come to us to be buried though we should be both in to be very hindrance to our good friends the physicians yet we cannot take notice what infection her majesty's subjects are liable to form the horrible stench of so many corpses sir we will not detain you our case in short is this here we are embarked in this undertaking for the public good now if people should be suffered to go on unburied at this rate there is an end of the usefulness to manufacturers and handicrafts of the kingdom for where will be your sextons coffin-makers and plumbers what will become of your embalmers epitaph-mongers and chief mourners we are loath to drive this matter any farther though we tremble at the consequences of it for if it shall be left to every dead man's discretion not to be buried till he sees his time no man can say where that will end but thus much we will take upon us to affirm that such a toleration will be intolerable what would make us easy in this matter is no more but that your worship would be pleased to ensue out your orders to ditto dead to repair forthwith to our office in order to their interment where constant attendance shall be given to treat with all persons according to their quality and the poor to be buried for nothing and for the convenience of such persons as are willing enough to be dead but that they are afraid their friends and relations should know it we have a back door into warwick street from whence they may be interred with all secrecy imaginable and without loss of time or hindrance of business but in case of obstinacy for we would gladly make a thorough riddance we desire a farther power from your worship to take up deceased as shall have complied with your first orders wherever we meet them and if after that there shall be complaints of any person so offending let them die at our doors we are yours worships till death the master and company of upholders p s we are ready to give in our printed proposals at large and if your worship approves of our undertaking we desiring the following advertisement may be inserted in your next paper whereas a commission of interment has been awarded against dr john patridge philomath professor of physic and astrology and whereas the said patridge 
hath not surrendered himself nor shown cause to the contrary these are to certify that the company of upholders will proceed to bury him from cordwainer's hall on tuesday the twenty-ninth instant where any six of his surveying friends who still believe him to be alive are desired to come prepared to hold up the pall note we shall light away at six in the evening there being to be a sermon from our office near the haymarket november twenty third End of chapter 13 Read by Elijah Fisher